One of the best games to release this year was Baldur's Gate 3. The role-playing game was developed and published by Larian Studios. The game has been highly praised by critics for its gameplay, narrative, amount of content, and player choice options. Many gamers, including myself, also appreciate Larian for the fact that they have not added any microtransactions to the game, and they have no plans to do so. So with all this being said, one would assume that this is a great success with no stress, right? Right, guys? Well, no. Even a successful game that deserves nothing but praise was recently in the center of a big debate on Twitter amongst game developers and gamers. So what sparked this debate? Well, other developers were making posts talking about how they wanted to basically calm gamers down and slow down the hype train for Baldur's Gate. Apparently, some developers out there think we should not up the standard in gaming, especially AAA gaming. So, as gamers, we can't expect greatness from games created by huge companies even after they hype them up for years, leading to their release and the fact that we usually have to pay $60 to $70 to purchase them and then perhaps throw more money at the companies for the microtransactions and cosmetics and battle passes, season passes, all that stuff. I don't agree at all with a lot of what these other developers have said, and so do many others on Twitter. We are going to take a look today at some of those tweets posted by people on both sides of the conversation because, in my opinion, this is both comical and yet frustrating that this has to be a drama-filled issue and even be an issue at all. So, let's take a look at gaming drama on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. Let me start off by just quickly explaining what Baldur's Gate is if you're unfamiliar with it. This game is in the Dungeons & Dragons genre. The game can be played in both the single-player and multiplayer format. You can create your own set of characters and have them team up with others in the game. I have not played the game because, well, it's just not my style of game, so I have no claim to stake here in this Twitter debate and I really can't, you know, review the game. But I will applaud successful games and even the few out there that aren't obsessed with battle passes and microtransactions. So here's the first tweet that I want to bring up, which basically started the whole fiasco. Xavier Nelson Jr., who runs Strange Scaffold, the studio best known for Space Warlord, Oregon Trading Simulator, and the upcoming game El Paso Elsewhere, which is supposed to be like a Max Payne game. Anyways, he tweeted out a list of comments, he had a whole thread, and I'll pull the first one up here to start with. Like a lot of people, I'm deeply excited about what the lovely folks at Larian accomplished with Baldur's Gate 3 but I want to gently, preemptively push back against players taking that excitement and using it to apply criticism or a raised standard to RPGs going forward. Now he went on to make nine more tweets giving his thoughts, and I'll let you guys look up the thread on your own time, but I will just summarize his thoughts. He basically made a few points to point out why Baldur's Gate stands out amongst most RPGs on the market, and I guess use them as excuses as to why every game can't be held to this standard and why we shouldn't take this for granted. So here's some of the things he noted. Well, the game had a long development cycle. The development started way back in 2017. They also came out with two previous games to draw inspiration and tech from, like Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2. They also had a successful early access period that lasted three years, which allowed Larian to receive a lot of good community feedback while having time to patch, you know, bugs and glitches, and allowed them to maintain a cash flow. They also had over 400 developers across seven different offices work on the game. And it also helped that they had the license for one of the largest IPs out there, Dungeons & Dragons. Now look, I get it, not every studio has all the resources that Larian possesses to make such a good game. But that does not mean you are allowed to release buggy messes that take 12 plus months to fix to finally have a good game. 
You know, older gamers like myself do miss the days when you got a finished product on release day. Even if the game was not good, you at least got to play the game with all of its content. And I can only imagine what a refreshing feeling it must be to play this game and not have the menus littered with season passes and other types of microtransaction bullshit. And in my opinion, everything Nelson listed is a reason as to why this game should not have failed. I should also bring up the fact that Larian is its own company and they don't have to report to anybody else technically, so the corporate greed is not pressuring them to sell more content. Then you have Rebecca Harwick, who is the lead narrative designer at Grimlore Games, and she responded to the thread and she basically agrees with Nelson. Here's what she said, and I believe this tweet was taken down eventually. This whole thread, you can't be appalled about how much big games cost to make and make those lavish productions the standard by which all games are judged. I hope Baldur's Gate 3 is a generous once-in-a-lifetime RPG. I hope no one expects a 10, 20, 40-person team to make one. I think these developers are missing the whole point of gamers' expectations. People are expecting companies like EA, DICE, Activision, Bethesda, Bioware, and Rockstar to make really good games. Because again, they are the ones that literally have all the resources that are needed to do this. A lot of gamers are going after these companies for what's happened with Call of Duty, or what's happened with Battlefield, or Cyberpunk, or Redfall. Nobody is holding these small-time developers to this exact standard. Maybe there's some out there because you can never make everybody happy, but I also don't think you can cut slack to some small-time developers either because some of these smaller companies do the same crap as AAA companies. One of my favorite YouTubers who I brought up before in videos on my channel is Big Fry TV. He built his channel off of trying out different games on Steam from smaller companies and even single-man operations. And even some of those games will charge like $30 and be a complete buggy mess or be a game with little to no content in them. So, these small-time developers are criticized as well, and a lot of them rightfully so. But we also cut these people some slack if it takes time for them to fully develop a game because we know they are made up of just a few people or are limited on funds. How can you not get mad at a major game company who releases a buggy, broken product after you spend $70 to just basically get access to it? Because one, you have to wait forever for some of these games to get better and get their shit together, and sometimes that takes like a year, like Halo Infinite and Battlefield 2042. And whether they are broken or void of content, the companies will still constantly pester you with numerous microtransaction opportunities. I mean, how many times do we have to get burned by big games for these companies to understand this? Cyberpunk. Redfall, Halo Infinite, Anthem, Mass Effect Andromeda, and Fallout 76, just to name the few big ones in recent times. There were quite a few people on the other side of this debate who found it funny that developers were making excuses and crying about gamers' expectations, and honestly, I'm with these people. I find it funny that people are listing 100 different reasons why this game was good and hoping and praying that we will never get another game like this. Why do you want to root against having more successful games like this? That, that just makes no sense to me. I am waiting for new games to actually feel like next-gen. There are still a lot of games coming out that still run and look like games from the previous generation. And we've heard for years now, Sony and Microsoft, you know, they're always boasting about the capabilities of their new consoles, yet new games are still maxed out at 30 FPS. I don't get it. And it makes sense for gamers to be frustrated about this because we're investing a lot of money into these consoles and we're waiting to see these companies make good on their promises. And I'm not sure why people don't want to continue to up the standard for games. You know, better quality leads to a better experience. A better experience leads to higher popularity. High popularity leads to more money. 
Basically what I'm trying to say here is that good games are good for everybody. Consumers will spend money and be happy. Then these companies will make a ton of money and can continue to grow and make more games that reach that high standard time and time again. It makes sense. It's not... This should not be a controversy. It really shouldn't even be a debate. At the time of me recording my thoughts here, Starfield is still just a few days away, and people, including myself, are very excited for this game for many reasons. And one of those reasons is because they want to experience a brand new Bethesda game. People are hoping Starfield is the space version of Skyrim and Fallout. That's what I'm hoping for too. However, I don't want the game to just be good enough to reach that Skyrim standard. You know, the standard for a game that came out over 10 years ago, two console generations ago? It's reasonable to increase your expectations over time as the industry continues to grow and improve. So yeah, I don't understand why excuses need to pop up for a game that is actually good and is proof that even AAA games can still exist that are this good. And also the fact that you don't technically need to constantly use the live service model in every single game. Baldur's Gate 3 should be an example used by many other companies out there. You don't need to make the exact same game, but do the research and learn why game journalists and gamers are enjoying the game. Work within your limits and make a good product with what you have. Don't be one of the many greedy corporations out there if you have the power to do so. If you are in control of yourself and you're not forced to have to do 15 season passes within the game's lifespan, don't do it. And lastly, I want to give a big shout out to Larian because this is really what matters here. We need to thank them for making a great game that is not filled with microtransactions. And honestly, guys out there at that studio, keep doing what you're doing and forget these crybaby excuse making haters out there. Seriously. Well, thanks for watching the video, like the video, and check out other content on the channel. You can also listen to the podcast version of all my content on Spotify to analyze this podcast. Just Google the name and you'll find me on other platforms as well. And again, just check out my channel here and uh, maybe subscribe for more. You can also find me on Twitter or X, whatever the heck you want to call it, and TikTok X at AnalyzeThis underscore YT and TikTok at AnalyzeThis54 underscore YT. Thanks again for watching the video and take care.